This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working class on DeerCast here in the studio. Thank you, first of all, guys, for being here. Um, Brian, you're in the hot seat. Let's do this. Cody, you're my co-host. All right, let's go. You guys are both from Drury Outdoors. Thanks for coming all the way in from Nebraska to be in studio. That's why we love you guys. Yeah, no problem. problem. Pleasure's all ours. So Hopefully the drive wasn't too bad. Hopefully this is worth it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because the last one we did, so uh, we recorded via Zoom. Which is okay, but it's just not the same. Like, we're going to make a day out of this. It's definitely not the same, and we were able to do a little business on our road trip here. Yeah. It's only six hours away, so it wasn't too bad. Not that bad. I have hunting spots farther than this. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, you know, it's... Some people aren't willing to do that, though. Like, I like driving. I think it, like, it's yeah. this, it's therapeutic, like, how cutting the grass is for me. It's like, I find my sanity in mowing and driving. I think without that, I'm like a loose cannon somewhere. Hunting, you know, of course, in season. Yeah. But, uh, but no, thanks, guys, for making it in. And uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate what you guys do, um, the hard work. And then, you know, even the extra hard work, you know, for jury, for filming, because because uh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's that Because that's a headache. But uh, you guys do it all the time. You guys have been doing it for a long time. How, how long have you guys been it, filming? I mean, it's fun, and, and that's what I like about this joker right here is, uh, <laughs> you know, I got the bug just like everyone else. I was probably in high school, bought my first camera, and, you know, you become more passionate about the film than you do the deer itself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of funny how Cody and I even met over it. It's because of the filming aspect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had my I have a twin brother. I have friends and we'd film but you know those guys weren't as passionate about the videoing and so mm-hmm. you know yeah. we'd get burnt out and probably not um, even the hunting really because you got to be like crazy ate up with the hunting it's like were you burning them out on just the filming or the hunting well both both, both of it together yeah. you know right so yeah. it it 
you know, a lot of guys like to be behind or in front of the camera, but not necessarily behind it, and right. which is great, you know. Yeah. Um, but I found myself having just as much or more fun with the video camera. Right, right. And it's kind of a funny story. I have my sister knew Cody way before I did, and and we grew up in town like 15 it, miles apart. Yeah. You know, we played baseball against each other. Yeah. Probably no, uh, football. Never, yeah, football, baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, one year I had this monster deer showing up. And a couple years prior, Cody and I actually met for the first time at Spaghetti Night yep. at the bar in uh, Brunswick, Brun Nebraska. Never heard of a bar having a Spaghetti Night. Spaghetti yeah. Night on, uh, what, Women's Red Hat yeah. evening. They're all in there, <laughs> Spaghetti. Yeah. It's like a gang? Yeah, yeah a like a little gang. Brunswick gang there, you know, <laughs> town of 100 people. Uh, okay. <laughs> Nebraska's, of, you got something different going on out there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of red hats, and then Cody and I at the bar, and yeah. my sister's Eating bartender. Spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody had a, a, you know, professional video camera. I had that. And, and you know, growing up in Nebraska, we, we might have had five bow hunters in the county at the time. Yeah, I which mean, is, that's shocking to me a little bit, but. And granted, we didn't know everybody. I didn't yeah, know everybody, yeah. but very few people. But if you're a serious hunter, hunter, you know, like most of the dudes who are serious about yeah. it, at least, you know. Very few. And Cody, Cody was one of them. And then I saw him post on Facebook um, that he had got a professional camera and, you know, followed him and, you know, we followed each other and yeah. never talked. And then we met each other that night, uh, exchanged numbers. Over spaghetti. Over, Over spaghetti. spaghetti. Yep. Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Romance started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Um, so anyway, the first year had passed, and I believe this is 2012 or 13. I can't remember for well, sure. It had been... 13 is when I got my camera, so it would have been... Okay, so so 13, yeah. and then the following year, it was September 2nd, um, and I had, I pulled cameras that day, and it was, you know, Nebraska just started opening season September 1, and I had this world-class deer we named Westercamp coming into this food plot every night, so I called the get but my buddy I guided with... Yeah. Joe, great guy. You know, he didn't want to film or couldn't film. Called a couple of my other buddies. No one, no one could come and film this deer. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I'm killing this deer tonight. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's I, go time. So I <laughs> called Cody, and he's a mechanic. You know, and and you were working that day. Or? Yeah, working, running the shop, and uh, yeah. So what did you think when I called you? Well, I was like all in. I didn't know what I was going to get myself into. <laughs> they <laughs> saying yes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna go film you. So it was like yeah, a last ditch, like you're kind of like, oh, I got to call him and see if we can get this deer killed on Bingo. film. Yeah. And it was probably 11 in the morning. Yeah, it was mid, for, for, mid for that day. Yeah. Yeah. Mid morning, like, hey, can you go? And like, told my secretary, yep, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> really? So we met at probably two o'clock out on the highway. And uh, that started me and Cody's epic uh, filming partnership yeah. was that day. That's pretty cool. That's uh, a way to kick it off. Yeah. So how'd the hunt end up going? Well, we hunted for that deer 10 times. Um, we saw him four out of the 10 times. It was a rising moon. Everything that, you know, deer cast shows, you know, granted deer cast wasn't invented at the time, but we had this super moon coming up on September 11th yeah. that year. And uh, was it, what would you call it, the super moon that yeah, year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and anyway, this buck was just following that moonrise. I mean, it was clockwork. And yeah. the first night um, where we were sitting in a tree stand, um, we think he might have caught a touch of our wind, but he came out into the food plot about 80 yards away. Mm -hmm. And so then midday, the next day or whatever, we moved this ground blind 
Um, and I don't know how many times we'd hunted, but it, we had great access to the, We had, a, we had across right, this Creek right. that's like knee high to, to hunt this place for access. And then the one night, I think it was September 10th, <clears throat> the night before the super moon, he's, he's out there right in front of us for like an hour. I mean, we got some of the best film we've yeah. ever got of a big white tail. Really? Um, and he was 68 and a half yards away and never saw him your phone might be on the table might be if you don't mind <laughs> so he was, did you guys hear that mm-hmm. yeah it's all good so he was 68 and a half yards away and cody and i are you know we've never barely maybe seen a deer this big ever yeah yeah and i don't know what were you thinking running the camera i was in shock like just, <laughs> the way it came out of the the timber and with all the other deer in the food plot bias was just crazy how big is this buck he's big uh, 180 and he had a kind of a broken beam yeah. on the front so i mean he was 180 which for nebraska that's a giant you know giant anywhere man yeah i, mean, I used to guide and the biggest deer we'd ever guided was 187 as a mainframe eight and um we found we were hunting a deer in 12 that scored 201 as a four-year-old but like the last 10 years in nebraska if you count wester camp i've only had three deer on camera that would have scored over 170 really yeah, one eighties dude is a giant anywhere. It's yeah, like you touch, you tap into another realm of whitetail when you get in the. Yeah. I mean, high seventies, but eighties, it's like, what is that thing? That's awesome. Yeah. So, so go ahead, I'm interrupting. Oh no, it's, <laughs> so we started filming together, and um, you know, I would say the the neatest part about our relationship, and and I think I thank God for putting us together, but we we like filming probably more than we like yeah. hunting and it's very yeah. unselfish and if if someone loves to film find someone who loves it as much as you because you know for us we'll 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 come into the evening you know deer cast is great and okay where's our best chance to kill tonight mm-hmm. and if it's Cody seven nights in a row or seven times in a row we we hunt mm-hmm. Cody every time mm-hmm. and if it's me then I'll hunt every time or you know most of the time it doesn't quite end up that yeah. way depending on wind and situation yeah, and what yeah. deer showing up obviously but yeah it's very unselfish and that's uh, a good tip yeah. though being because i think everybody everybody wants to be not everybody you know what i'm saying like everybody wants to be on a hunting show or have a hunting show yeah. or film or podcast now or whatever it is and everyone is searching for like you're either doing it on your own which is a pain in the butt or you have somebody that you're going to do it with and then I'd say most times it doesn't work out because of like your previous experience, like burnout or who knows life situations or whatever. But a lot of times it's like, well, if you're trying to be the star of the show all the time and he's trying to be the star of the show all the time, it's just, you're going to collide eventually. So that's a good tip. Like have somebody that's one, you got to just be on the same level with each other, which it seems like you guys are. Um, That's a huge tip though. Mm -hmm. If someone's wanting to truly get into outdoor content as a team, which really is yeah. ups the chances of your success mm-hmm. is to have somebody do it with you. Um, but no, that's killer advice. And even the yeah. way we film is very similar. Um, you know, we've been on the same page before the tactic cams came out. We used Garmin verbs and had 15 of them. Yeah. <laughs> we, we film with 14 tactic cams, um, the multiple angles when we're together. Um, and we both have a passion about that because we want, you know, a lot of guys kill a deer. There's a lot of recreates, and and, yeah, and yeah. people can see through the fakeness yeah, of that. For sure. Yeah. And um, our objective is get, have so many tactic cams that you can't miss it. You can't miss that authentic uh, reaction. reaction or the deer coming in. Or, yeah, because if you're like, oh, all right, now react like you just shot him. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
so we've always both had a passion about that. And, um, and honestly, we've kind of followed that technology through and the Tacticams are so easy mm-hmm. these days. And, um, we use those, he's got his cameras on his remote. I have mine on my remote. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, we just bought three of those new Tacticam 6.0s, not a sponsor of working class boner for the record. So if they suck, boys, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> All right, All right. <laughs> you do that. It, hey, we'll just say it this way. It may be the operator. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We've, I, I don't need to say anything else. We'll see. We'll see. Probably the operator. I, we've had great luck love. with them and love them. I've heard and, good um, things, and that's what prompted me to buy them, you know, because we don't film um, partially because uh, it, the work of it. Like, I like to pod. This is my realm of interest with the hunting uh, media yeah. culture, whatever. Um, and I just like to hunt and not have to worry about anything. But it's when the hunt's over, kind of like Cody, what you were saying is like you get you get everything organically because you guys put in the work to set it up. I'm like, man, I wish I would have had something to at least get the shot or maybe my reaction for a memory. Like, and we've filmed some hunts in the past. They're not high end production. I'll never claim that we do that. Um, they're more selfish home videos yeah, we just put like on youtube and a memory to keep it's a memory to keep if yeah. somebody wants to watch it on yep. our youtube yep. then go for it but if not it's not hurting our feelings mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Yep. well i'll show you after after we're done podcasting today some of our hunt videos <laughs> and let you guys just be like gosh <laughs> should we take ibuprofen ahead of time um, i'll give you some i'll give you some beers <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah. that'll work i'll so. give you like a beer and a whiskey or two so you're like this is pretty good <laughs> not bad yeah. for a bunch of idiots but yeah. now i i do appreciate like the work that goes into it every time that i watch like anything on deer cast you know it's like because it's more than what i'm doing to get hunts on film mm-hmm. by far yeah. you know so i don't know how you stay motivated to film it's a grind. I, I love it. I yeah. don't know about you, but late season, it, it, especially, <laughs> yeah. especially like for me, I I soul film a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that that takes a little. Toll so you're saying me. there's sometimes you're just like screw all this stuff. Yeah, it's like. And you I, never have that. No, I, he hunts more than I, I hunt do. Way more. Um, yeah, but no, you know, it's one of those things. Like, I would rather kill 140 inch deer on camera than 160 inch deer not on camera. Really? Okay. Because I I like the video aspect that much. Yeah. I can respect that. I get it. Yeah. And I don't know why. That's just how I'm wired. And No, you know. I get it. All right, boys. So we talked to film a little bit, and I know we're going we're gonna to do a couple of podcasts today. We're going to probably talk filming again and content stuff. But I want to talk, like, right now, um, you know, we're coming into June here. We are or we are in June um, when this launches. What are you guys doing for deer? Because turkey season just ended. I want to talk about deer. I want to talk about things with antlers. Like, right now, what are you guys doing, or what are you gearing up to do for your season? So this is the time to to really get ahead of the game, and um, you know, like right now, where, where my main property is in northeast Nebraska is there's not a ton of crop around there, mm-hmm. and so any spring plots I've ever had here, and I have two food plots and 77 acres. One is about an acre and a half, one is just under half an acre. Okay. If I plant them now, they'll be gone. Um, and so I'm doing just fall plantings only. And so right now is basically about weed control okay. because, and Cody can t- attest to it, if we did nothing, I mean, it'd be, it'd, it'd be, be crazy. Six, eight foot tall. So Thistles are you, are you guys, so I'm, uh, I'll have a lot of questions for my own, like learning. I, I'm becoming my own little deer farmer myself. Like I just got a new tractor and I'm starting to get more into plots and I have been for the last few years and I'm doing the same thing. Like this year I'm doing fall. I have some clover plots established that I'm just keeping mowed up to keep the weeds out of them or whatever. 
but I'm planning this year, all my new plots I'm planning are fall plots. And I just mowed out one new fall plot that I'm going to put in. Should I spray that now? Like, are you guys spraying them for weeds? I did. Um, okay. You know, some guys will tell you to plant buckwheat as a cover crop. Um, because of our drought the last handful of years, I've never been able to get it to grow. Oh. So we just keep it killed off or mowed off. Doesn't that add, um, like, nitrogen into the soil? I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. And that brings up a good point of, like, my strategy for fall food plots is just like when you see farmers rotate corn one year to beans the next year, right? Well, mm -hmm. corn is a nitrogen user. Beans are a phosphorus user. And then mm -hmm. they give away what works for the other so they help fertilize each other almost well i've that's what i do with my food plots as well is mm. you know you look at like winter peas and those things you know those are phosphorus users like a soybean is you know mm. um brassicas radishes those are nitrogen users and so then i rotate it okay so half of my acre and a half i have one acre of of one and then a half acre of the other and then whatever i have the half acre of quarter mile down the road is where my smaller food plot also has that. Okay. Okay. And uh, cool. And so yeah, I'm basically utilizing the same ideas that farmers are using. Right. For deer. And, yeah. And, deer you know, and, yeah. and for those guys on a budget, um, if you just hammer brassicas every year, you notice year one, awesome. Year two, yeah. pretty good. Year three, all of a sudden your food yeah, plots absolutely. are looking worse. That's because yeah. you mm. utilize all the nitrogen. You gotta, like gone. give back to the soil a little bit. Bingo. Yeah. So you guys are just like laying the foundations now and mapping out like um, what you're going to prep for the fall, mm -hmm. getting ahead of it. Yeah. You're creating less work for you when you're like, shit, we're running late on everything. Yeah, we got to get stuff in the ground. 100 degrees in July. <laughs> yeah. Be out there. Okay, smart. I'm trying to <laughs> keep up and do the same thing, I guess. So that makes me feel good kind of on schedule <laughs> for now well it's way easier to do hinge cutting and timber stand improvement when it's 70 degrees outside or 80 degrees outside than it is 95 and 90 percent. So, so you're doing a lot of that too right yep now. i did a lot more last year than i've done this year um and and but yeah basically you're setting up bedding right mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna have doe groups bed real close to the food and so yeah. you're you're focusing on you know, doe bedding real close to the plot where you can enter without those does seeing you. And so maybe right against the plot, you, you might want it to be kind of some open timber, but get 50 yards, 60 yards off the plot where they can't see you enter your stand, mm -hmm. create some bedding, you know, side cover, right? Deer, you know, deer don't care about, you know, a roof over the head. They want side cover. Yeah. So, you know, some hinge cutting, you know, letting that sunlight hit the forest floor, um, even just taking tort on and killing some of the canopy trees mm. can help that sunlight uh, yeah. hit the forest floor and create that side cover and then go a couple hundred yards off of that. That's your buck bedding areas. I got gotcha. you. And uh, last year that worked, I mean, literally perfect for us. Yeah. Um, the, the bucks had to have been 150 yards off the plot because we got in there, you know, we got in there early on this particular huh. plot. It's the plot I killed uh, uh, Bighorn big is what we called big them. <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, they were right on the edge of the plot. They had to have been because we were there for 20 minutes and boom. They were there. Yep. So that's always been like something super intimidating to me is like anything to do with like cutting trees or spraying, anything that can be like, majorly impactful i guess or i look at it as like major consequence like i don't want to go in like hinge cut the wrong spot and be like ah oh, i should have done it over here I, you know what i mean like yeah. i'm i'm a little indecisive i'm not as confident yet mm -hmm. with that type of thing did you guys ever go through that a little bit before 
Or do you, you just go for it? Let's just you always it. do. <laughs> you can undo. You can't when you kill a tree. You can't undo it, right? Yeah, that's what scares me. Um, you know, and most guys I would say might do too much of it, right? So you yeah. want to just focus on certain areas. And you know, a lot of guys have heard, you know, the rule of thirds, right? You might hinge cut a third. You might let a third go. You might just kill trees and a third, or just you know drop them. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is, you know the best deer hunting property is that that pasture you drive by that has a bunch of 10 foot tall trees and you can't walk through it. Yeah. The, you know, if you walk, if you go drive by that place with 40, 50 foot tall trees, it looks like a state park. The deer aren't attracted to that as much as they are that yeah. scraggly looking place that you're like, man, this looks like an ugly place to hunt. Yeah. Someplace you don't want to go into because it's so dense or whatever. Yeah. But it's a whitetail Mecca. Yeah. I'm learning that a little more. Um, I, I hunted a farm for the first time last year that was built like that. Like, and I thought honestly, it, it doesn't. It's not as appealing to your eye. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I didn't think there'd be deer in it like there was, and I was very surprised at what it is. And it's the cover, it's the mm -hmm. side cover they have. Like, but also made it great too for me. I think this kind of goes in like what you're saying. I was able to get entry and exit in there pretty. I don't want to say easily, but easier than if it was big, tall, canopy, mature, mm -hmm. like oak timber or something like right, that. Right. So. They allowed me to slip in and slip out of there, but but you're doing that to your benefit with with strategy with your hinge cutting and spraying mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. So you're doing it for bedding and your entry and exit. It's like dual purpose. Mm -hmm. And it could be something as simple as you know a April fifteenth for us is when like a lot of the spring grasses are a few inches tall. Mm -hmm. It could be as simple as putting a roundup, I have a backpack sprayer, right? And just spraying roundup on all that green grass. Mm -hmm. That'll kill all your cool seasons and allow your warm seasons to grow. That's mm -hmm. super easy. And on a budget, if you're trying to create thick grass cover, sometimes that's all you have to do. Oh, really? I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. See, all this stuff's like kind of new to me. You know, I'm, I'm learning a lot of this through Austin Chandler. He's pretty knowledgeable on like farm land management stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's fun. You know, it's fun to go out there and like control or, or change things to the deer's and to your benefit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all interesting stuff. But I feel like that's like there's a lot of questions that come up in the podcast game, especially on this topic. Like, what 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 are you looking for when you hinge cut? Like, so let's just like get into that. Like, how do you know where you want to hinge cut? It's basically you know has to do with the the distance and proximity, right? So if you have that spot where you're like, all right, does I want does to bed here because I can get in my stand. Okay, well, that that's where I start the hinge cutting, right? Yeah. Um, because I can get in and get out without deer seeing me. So and, it's, it's not a spot you look at on a map and you go, okay, that spot needs hinge cut. It's this is how I'm going to hunt the deer. I'm going to hinge cut here because this is how I'm going to hunt mm -hmm. them. So really there's no right or wrong. It's just how you want to hunt it. You know, I'm I'm by no means an expert here, and so but it's it's worked for it you. Worked. So yeah, it yeah. worked. Um, yeah, I would say we're not experts. We're just bohemians out there with chainsaws, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of the way I approached it. Is okay. Yeah. Thinking of okay, the sunlight and, and you know the sunlight's coming from the south, and and where could I see deer bedding? Yeah. And um and starting from there. Um, yeah, yeah. And doing that maybe in several locations around the food plot. Mm -hmm. I have a big kind of L U shape. J-shaped food yeah. plot. And so, you know, off to the, the northwest, boom, you know, a couple of spots straight north, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and then kind of layer past that. Cool. Um, you know, it worked last year like a charm. September 21, you know, I, I shot the biggest deer I had on camera, a five-and-a-half-year-old deer. Not the deer we were yeah. hunting, but we saw the Thank deer we were hunting, 
and then this deer came in i shot him um well well yeah. thing is like you you know we're not experts what you said but if it's if it's producing results it's working mm -hmm. right. like you guys can talk about like yes it probably helped because of this like and that's really all anybody can really talk about like you know you can someone can say they're an expert but you know real work real results it's right there like yeah you guys know what you're doing mm -hmm. you know so. and, and water's been a big deal for us because in nebraska we just didn't get rain and so uh you know water's been a big deal for us as we well. might didn't we talk about water a little we bit yeah, let's yeah. I, let's touch on that again though because it's something i see now and maybe we talked about this too i see guys put in like kiddie pools that they're <laughs> digging which is funny but there's some companies that make like uh you know, like artificial water holes and yeah i think you said you just put like a cattle trough out don't uh, you? yeah so i just you know went to tractor supply bomb guards they have it's like a 110 gallon tank it's like 80 bucks right mm -hmm. you know and it's 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 a chore to dig them in um <laughs> yeah but so like my bigger property is 51 acres and granted they're they're quarter mile from each other they're same block of timber basically yeah um it has a spring creek in there we still have a water tank there just to to have a spot to get cameras and pictures yeah. uh, of, but on the Western, there's no water around unless you go over the hill down the same spring creek oh. that I'm hunting. And so, and then to the uh, south of there, there's no water until you hit a pretty big creek bottom. Um, and uh, and so I have the closest water to anything south. Okay. And that's how I killed that deer spider two years ago. It was November 7th. It was a uh, deer cast pour. I think. Yeah, poor. Hot. It poor? Yeah. It was very that hot was that hot day. Poor. It was like 80 degrees. And, um, <laughs> it's a bummer. And, Just yeah. looking at that, you're like, dang it. Yeah. You know, not a not a rut day you would expect to hunt, but it was so hot. I'm like, that, this deer needs water. Yeah. I got the water. Went in there that night. My camera's malfunctioning. Cody's, I can't remember what you were I was, doing. I was hunting somewhere else. I no, actually drove I... from the Quad Cities that morning. Really? To go hunt that deer. Yeah, my wife my wife's from there or my wife's family's from the quad city so they had a family reunion i took oh, really? off at like four in the morning go hunt that deer in 80 degree weather thought i was crazy yeah i would have <laughs> thought you were crazy i got there and killed him that night all right so there's some things i want to unpack here one shout out to you for reading Deercast backwards because you kind of did right like, it's yeah. Deercast is like hey brian shitty and you're like, yeah, but I got your water. That's <laughs> like you basically yeah. took the bad. All right, what do I got that's good on this particular bad and water? Yeah. Like, okay, that's awesome. Shout out to you for kind of acknowledging that or putting in the work to do that. And then, uh, okay, so you're burying the cattle trough in like the creek, so it puddles. No, these are just kind of on on top of the hill. We're oh. just digging them into the dirt. Hey. Oh, I got you. I got yeah. you. And actually that one I hadn't dug into the dirt yet. So it was just sitting, it sitting was on just top sitting of the ground. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> it dug in now, but it wasn't at the time. And you're you're just filling let it fill naturally or you're just filling it with a hose and Yeah, so we took uh, uh Cody actually got a hold of some bulk tanks from like sprayers, you know, for food, food grade stuff, you know, bulk tanks. Yeah. 250 it's... gallons whatever. Oh, fill okay. them up. So we filled them up. My stepdad has a water tank that we dug in when I was a kid. Um, and so I just drove over there, filled it up, 120 gallons or whatever, and pulled over in the back back of my pickup. Yeah. And they're just light enough I can load it by myself, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, um, and then after you fill it once, does it stay full or do you have to go out and refill it every year? Or like, does... For me, it's about once a month. I don't know. You would probably... It, it varies, but yeah, you got to film a couple times. Yeah. Like last year, I filled mine up like... 
three, four times. So I wonder how it would summer. be for me here in Illinois. I wonder if we get enough rain during the summer that it'd stay moderately full. You may. You may. You know, we're driving by we're driving by the highway and every block of timber we see, there's no cattle in them, right? And so it just looks gnarly and nasty and Cody and like, oh man, there's a there's a two hundo in that. Yeah, he always goes like, Yeah, there's uh, a big buck in there. Like, well, there's a lot of ones a lot of little ones too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of little <laughs> ones too. Yeah. No, I just the water thing is so interesting to yeah. me. And I think I'm probably kind of repeating some of my same interests from when we recorded the first time. Like, I just don't water is not high on my list of like a uh, like a feature or an attractant that I'm going to hunt. Um, pictures. Think of it. For me, yeah. I like the pictures, right? Because yeah. your food plot's so big, you're never going to catch every deer yeah. with, with trail cameras. But if you have a water tank, it just seems like there's a better place to, I don't know what you want to centralize, maybe a little bit of movement. Yeah. For pictures really only. Because, you know, we're not out there putting corn or blocks because, you know, we can't and yeah. we don't. You know, so that's that's a way for us to at least have a spot, a place. Yeah, you guys to, can't supplemental feed at all. Uh, we can in the winter time, um, and you can you during can. season. You just can't hunt near. I got you. Yeah. You can't hunt over it or near it. Oh, okay. You know, and because we film like we don't to avoid come it. close avoid to there. Yeah. Right? Illinois, you can't do anything fun yeah. um, anywhere, hunting or not. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I so I have a new structure plot I'm going to put in. I'm like. I'm starting to just nerd out on this stuff more. I'm probably driving my wife even more nuts. Than I need to like, you know, I just mowed in like the shape of my fall plots. So I now like now it's just starting to get tall enough. I mow it in. I know where I'm going to be and I can maintain it. Then when I go to spray and then maybe I should spray now. I, that's kind of why I was asking. But I don't know. But, um, you know, I have a spot and I have a, a tank. It's like, man, I want to try it and just see. I like, put it like you said, put a camera over it. I mean, cool to kind of compare notes like, okay. How hot is it there? Let's see. And, you know, it'd be area where you're going to put it in deer density and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it'd be, I'd be interested to see, like, how often deer hit my artificial water. It's like, I got to check. Yeah. I wonder if that's even legal in Illinois. I don't, I don't know. So. Illinois. Yeah. I wouldn't think it would be because just water. water. Tanks out for cattle all mm-hmm. over. But there's salt locks that blocks right. out for yeah, cattle. Yeah, I, w- I would check for sure. I never thought really thought about it till now. There's no way. How would they ever? I don't think. I don't know how they categorize it. Yeah. You can't put water Water outside. Not natural water in a tank. You know, I don't know how they'd they'd think about that. You know, that might seem dumb that we're questioning that, but dude, trust me, we're in Illinois. Right. Yeah. It could be illegal. I mean, you should check for sure. I'm going to look now. Now I'm curious. It's just, I've tried to pull it up, but it'd take me too long to be on my computer to turn up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's look that up after this episode and see. I doubt it. I really doubt it. I doubt it too, man. But it is Illinois. It's Illinois. (laughs) Ignorance is not a defense uh, when you're in game (laughs) wars right there. (laughs) But, but you know, the same thing is like, dude, they sell mineral here in every department store. Every store. Like, you got a farm and fleet, Farm King, Menards, you can buy it. People are using them. But now now that you have this podcast, you know, your target. Well, I'll tell for sure. But I'll tell you this. Like, I was thinking about this drive, and I'm like, all right, how many people, uh, residents that, use it whether they know it's illegal or not most people don't know it's illegal i've had arguments with them. i'm like it's illegal you can't use it it's like yeah you can they sell it i'm like no, not, I mean, no. You can use it. but um i bet you i'll throw out a bold number <laughs> this might start an argument somewhere i bet you 65 percent of illinois residents are um using supplemental feed and by supplement feed i mean like salt or mineral lake what do you think it's in nebraska all your neighbors it's pretty high. Yeah. Well, dude, I, I know <laughs> outfitters that 
not necessarily like in proximity to the studio, but I hunt. I, I hunt more places than you know. I, I'll drive a couple hours to hunt. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, there's outfitters, and I know like you go to their Facebook page, and every every one fifty standing there in full velvet in the middle of the timber, licking his lips for twenty five minutes. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not what big deer do in July. Yeah, he's salting it up. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there's a, it's being used, right? Um, but anyway, I have to check on the water thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it's legal. If it's Might. legal, I'm going to try it. I got a spot. It's just like getting it filled for me is an issue, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. You know, you <laughs> yeah. can even buy uh, one of the tanks I have. It's like a 60-gallon tank I bought from Bomgars. Yeah, that's what I used and to fill. he throws it in the back of his Suburban. Oh, that that just, that works nice. Just you know, back up to the back tank. Back up to and, the tank, open it up, get 60 gallons at a time. Oh, yeah. Because you know, I actually have a... So I have one at my house. I've been wanting to remove the the old hippies that lived in my house before I did. Used, they had a massive garden, and they let their downspouts fill one of them tanks to water their garden. Yep. So I'm just gonna rob that thing, and if legal. <laughs> yeah. Well, what 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 could you be out? Nothing. It'd be interesting to try. I'm more just want to put a camera over it to experiment. Oh yeah. Really, it's like it, you have the deer use it. They gotta use. They it. do. Mm-hmm. Like I put the one on the muddy plot, and the amount of wildlife that showed up. You know, you had badgers, coons, squirrels. Yeah. You know, deer, turkeys exploded. You know, skunks all the time. But yeah, the wildlife just flocked to it. Yeah. How you far know? are you from the river? He's right on. I, a I'm. River. I'm from that spot and probably 150 yards from a big river. And oh, there's, really? There's springs all the way around, but it's in the central of that food plot where they're coming to the hit the mossy oak clover. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. coming there, and, and it got reconics on it. Great. Great pictures. Get everything they need in Got one spot. One spot, you know. That's yeah, a convenience factor. They're mm-hmm, already going to the plot. plot. Give them everything they need. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you're not out anything other than a little bit of work. And if you watch Cody's Instagram videos, <laughs> uh, maybe you know, maybe get buffed out a little bit. You know, <laughs> get up, tanks of water. Well, uh, get your workout work for the out, day yeah. in. It's 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 yeah. pretty easy digging on my property. That I get to hunt because it's it's basically river sand. So yeah, like okay. this year I dug a tank in and. What, what kind of river are we talking? Like how big a river? Like what do we? I mean, don't give away your spot, but uh, big, big, not Mos- it's, not it's, Mississippi or Missouri River, but I don't know how wide. I mean, well, it's the, the Niobrara River in Nebraska. Don't know yeah. that one, but but it it's a pretty major river. Yeah, couple, you know, couple hundred yards. Couple, across. it's it's more than that. Oh, okay, so it's a river. river. It's a river. I mean, it, it's real maybe shallow, a f- but foot deep. Gotcha. But yeah, it's cool. And the, and the water made, then it, it would have to make a big difference. Sorry, I'm sitting here. I'm just so interested in water. Yeah, again. It, it works. It, it works. And, it works. and like the last few years, our food plots have been zilch because of the drought. Yeah, yeah. You know, so going into the last season, it was focusing water. What can I do to make the food plot a little bit better that's not going to grow? Mm-hmm. It's water. The only you thing know. we can get to grow the last couple of years is right. a green patch plus, you know, yep. rye and that. And, you know, we're just broadcasting because everything else is dead. Oh, man. You know, that's a bummer. It's been tough. So let's talk about this a little bit. I mean, uh, so some of that prep, I think, is great conversations, great stuff to think about, um, especially entering anything that benefits you on your injury and exit. I think that's like the most important thing. But all right. During deer season, you get there. And, I, and I'm going to save I'm going to ask you the same question on the next episode because we're technically we're co-hosts, but we're just kind of like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Round table. Round table. Brian, you specifically, what's something you look for? Like, what's your favorite deer sign to focus energy on? Whether it's a scrape or rub, what's your like your thing that gets you going? Oh man, I gotta get there's there's some sign over here. I gotta go over there. Or 
What are you focusing on the most? You know, honestly, I would say funnels. Um, it's not necessarily deer sign, but those funnels are going to have them. Yes, yes. Um, rubs are neat because you can see which side they're rubbing it on. You know, it's I've always been a guy. Bingo, right? Yep, yep. Uh, where, where are they coming from? You know, and usually if they're bedding all day, they're a little bit more rambunctious. So I would assume that they're bedding and going, right? Okay, yep. Now, granted, it could be the opposite. That's how they get back to well, I like the way you, too. I like the way but, you put that. Okay. Um, but, you know, for us anyway, we, we're a lot more open. And so I've always been a big proponent of funnels, especially during the rut. Um, and, you know, I guided for 10 years and that's how we kill a lot of deer mm -hmm. is um, we focused on the funnels. If you sit there long enough, scent free, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Terrain. Yeah. It, everything. You do everything right. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that answer as rubs and funnels is your terrain feature. Rubs is your deer side. I, I would put more part. emphasis on scrape than okay. a than a rub. If so you're I switching. Choose. Yeah. I would. I, <laughs> yeah, the rubs are cool. Yeah. Right. They yeah. make me feel better about myself. Yeah. But. Uh, I would focus on a scrape if I had to choose. Okay. Um, you know, especially those big community scrapes seems like they work well. And you'll notice too, a lot of the, especially during the rut, the big bucks will, you know, they'll work close, but they won't actually go in, especially at first, you know, you'll see them maybe a little bit downwind and then, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, for us at least, but they're there in the funnels, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes you more confident to sit there, especially before, you know, the, all the cameras that we have now, you know, you're hunting, you're hunting sign, you're hunting, you know, funnels, you're hunting those things. And, yeah. you know, when we guided, I had the, the, the blessing of, you know, there's seven guys sitting in stands right now. I'm learning from each, every one of those. And probably the biggest thing I learned guiding is be aggressive. When in doubt, be aggressive, mm -hmm. move that stand, you know? Hmm. Um, you know, I had a couple, one, one story I have, it's actually the same plot that we uh, had the encounter with Wester camp on. I have this tree stand and it's been traditionally the best stand ever. Right. We had this big deer coming to the spot and I went in midday, moved this stand four times mm -hmm. middle of the day four days in a row and then the uh, guy from uh, virginia shot a 164 inch deer that had four broken points <sighs> jeez you know <laughs> this was when nebraska was good get, uh, it's no good I mean, illinois sucks now too no don't even come to hunt here you know no i'm not saying that it's it's the, I, okay. I shot the hey. biggest deer on our farm last okay. year as a five-year-old 143 inch deer oh uh, and not joke. I mean, what, I'm not joking. Like you're being for real. Like you're not just 100 like for real. What I changed? like hunting other states a lot better. What changed? Um, EHD. I, I mean, we not it knocked out 90 percent of our deer. I think it's because the drought it got harsher. It's hard to say. I, they're just all I can say is they're not there. Um, there's yeah. more people clearing trees out. Yeah, less habitat. You know, EHD in 12 rifle season during the rut you know yeah anything that moves gets shot mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of factors that, yeah they're know. just not there you you should if you're ever in there i'll tour you and you would not believe especially when i used to still have a lot of the leases and a lot of the ground i'd hunt two to three thousand acres by myself for nothing but deer hunting and i couldn't kill a deer it was amazing. Like, really? It was disheartening. I'd go to another state, and I'd see five shooters and five sits. Yeah. <laughs> you must have been in uh, Iowa. Nope. No. Not you weren't in no. Illinois. No, it wasn't in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> New Hampshire is what we yeah. usually say. Yeah. Connecticut yeah. is making a comeback, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Come back. I don't yeah. know if they were ever. But, you know, it's Bad. just... <laughs> It's coming back. I mean, obviously, the last two years I've killed two bucks. Uh, and yeah. It's a two buck state, and last year was the first year I killed 
two Nebraska Bucks since I like I don't remember mm-hmm. the last it's year been that's been maybe 10 15 years ago it's been that long really okay uh I got I want to close out with this question for this first episode of we're kind of doing it's more of like a two-part series we're doing than mm-hmm. anything but yeah. um what's your favorite deer cast tool to utilize during season Ooh. and you guys have to have different answers I'm gonna ask uh, you this question so hey I gotta go first <laughs> hey, that, you know the thing I love about deer cast is the days not to hunt. I killed the deer bighorn last year, and we were planning. It was a Sunday evening. You read deer cast backwards, don't you? The days not to hunt. I'm telling <laughs> you. Um, so, it's a great way to look at it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's great because you know I have three little kids, a very busy work life, and yeah. so um, we're not just going out there willy nilly. We're on we're on a mission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it was a Sunday night, September 18th or something. Cody and I were going to go out because Deercast was good and it had been good. And then all of a sudden it downgraded to okay. And so we called it off mm-hmm. that night because we could see the following. It was a Wednesday. Wednesday. Night. Yeah. We could see the following Wednesday is like great. It's like through the roof great. Yeah. And so we circled that Wednesday night on the on the on the calendar and we saw our target deer and then a bigger deer and shot the bigger deer. It's hard to argue yeah. with right there. And and that bigger deer we hadn't had a picture of on the plot. We had just a week before had him about 400 yards away off the plot, one picture, mm-hmm. and then bam, he comes in the plot that night, and we we smoked yeah. him. So awesome. Well, I think you know I love that answer, um, and I think yes, that's a huge huge perk. But I think where the uh, excuse my language here, the general egotistical hunter d bag, I was nice about it. <laughs> uh, that's a nice way to put it. Will comment. I'm not going to let an app tell me not to hunt. I'm going hunting. Well, it's, but you know, you, your point proves like why you should utilize it and do what you do, you know? But, but I think that's the issue that people like won't just like admit the good in like a predictive tool like this. Like, it's like, just like anything, if you're driving down the highway, you know, when you're driving too fast, you know, when you're not, but you have a speedometer there to help you see how fast you're going. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, use the tools at, at, at hand, obviously your intuition and your, if you have a deer patterning, and it's deer cast bad, go hunt him. You can kill him on that yeah. day. Right. Newsflash, um, Mark and Terry can't predict every deer that moves or doesn't move on your farm. But I'm telling Who'd you thought? as a rule of thumb, it's right on and when i was younger hunter i could never put my thumb on like the high pressure and the moon thing could never put my thumb on it yeah until the the juries really started saying that and it's like you know that aha moment angel singing in the background um it works and and i understand yeah i mean i understand that point of view too i get it man but you don't gotta be a d-bag about it you know (laughs) i would i would say that to say that it's very, it, I think it is a lot of ego, you oh, know, it is, yeah. um, take the tool and if you don't want to use it, don't subscribe. But for me, man, I love it because it, it yep. really helps me keep pressure off the properties. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the, been the biggest thing for me is learning how to stay off the properties and striking when it matters. Yep. We hunt way less than we used oh, to way less. and we're way more effective now. You're hunting with and, purpose. Yep. Yeah, hunt, yep. that's a great way to put it. Yep. Hunting with purpose. So that's yeah, like, I think that's the biggest thing for me. That's I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, no. but like I've become more efficient with my sits with the same reason, yep. you know. And I think deer cast is a major factor in that. But yeah, 
I mean, last year is a testament. We hunted four times, boom, killed a monster. Yeah. Yeah. 143 inch deer. But hey, hey. Monster to us. Hey, it's monster. a monster. It's a monster. He's five years old. Hey. He's a monster. It's a monster. Don't matter what's on so. Mature deer is what matters, you know? Yep. Exactly. Well, boys, this is fun. It's a good episode. We have a full day of fun planned here at the studio. Um, so appreciate you guys coming out. It's a fun episode. You're next, man. Oh boy, on the hot seat. <laughs> now we're just gonna grill him way worse. Where can uh, people find you guys? You know, Instagram, Brian Weiss underscore Drury Outdoors. Um, Critical Mass will be airing this summer starting uh, right around July 1st. We're on Tuesday nights, 9 30. And first episode, guess what we get to see? The same hunt we just talked about. Yeah. Awesome. So check it out on the Outdoor Channel. Cool. You want to plug your Instagram and stuff? Uh, quick, real just, quick. Just Cody Sherrick underscore Drury Outdoors. Cool. Awesome. Appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, watching, listening. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you. Peace.